Hello, I'm Caroline Carey. I'm a soul worker and soul doula. I have a deep understanding of the soul's journey from cradle to grave, and I've traveled between the veils of the spirit realms. I've studied the path it evokes, and I've come to understand why the majority of today's problems are rooted in the loss of spirituality. So my work, which is Middle Earth Medicine Ways, empowers people to find what is lost and to reclaim their own circle of strength by embodying their soul. And I do this by holding a space for healing and soul retrieval with shamanic skills, trance and conscious dance. I love creative writing and poetry. Please join me in listening to these wonderful teachers and soul workers, the facilitators and the guides of spiritual and shamanic work. They all have something very important to share and are a great gift to our communities. I've learned a lot from listening to them. I invite you to also. sunny day here in Hastings, East Sussex. I'm Caroline. Welcome to my podcast, Soul Purpose. This next conversation was with Christiana Arohal. She lives in Finland. She is a ceremonialist, shaman, poet, writer, and offers workshops and gatherings in many different places. I met her some years ago in Dorset at uh, a shamanic conference, convention, and um, I've followed her ever since and we've met on occasion. Really interesting woman with a lot of power, a lot of voice, a lot of song, (laughs) and uh, a lot of confidence in what she does, rightly so. So please have a listen, send any thoughts to me. And uh, if there's anybody that you think would be a good person to interview for this podcast, let me know. Or maybe you have a story yourself. Christiana. Aro Hall, have I said that right? Pretty, pretty well, Christiana. Aro Harle in Finnish, or Aro Ar. I can't say it in English. Aro Har Harl. Aro. Lovely. Yes. Lovely rolling R's, eh? Yes. Welcome to the Finnish language. (laughs) So you're in Finland, hey? Yes. It's a long time since we've met, and the first time I met you was years and years and years ago at uh, the shamanic gathering or convention or something like that in Dorset. Was it at Gaunt's? Yes, it was. Gaunt's. Which year was it? Was it the first year I was there? I when can't I did remember. a tube fire ceremony? You did some ceremony, but I can't remember which year it was. Yeah, I think that was 2010. I have a lovely memory of you, whatever. Oh, that... <laughs> <laughs> Fine, we don't have to go further in the discussion then about (laughs) And I remember thinking, oh, I want to know this woman, which was great. So we are here having a conversation together, woman Mm -hmm. to woman. 
about many subjects, I hope, but particularly around soul purpose, maybe soul retrieval, spirituality, shamanism. And I would love to know from you where it began. Where did it first begin for you? Well, let's go back into time a bit. Um, once upon a time, long time ago, there was a little girl who had got a fishing pole in her hand. Um, uh, I was raised in a family that treasured being out in nature, uh, the woods, the forests, the hills, the mountains, uh, out on the, not on the sea, but by the sea. My dad liked to do surf fishing. Um, and this was in the uh, Pacific, so in Northern California. That's where I was raised. And the um, we were always out in nature. So my mother would say that I was more at home out there, out there in the woods than I was in the city. Um, although I did have a good city life, I must admit to that, looking back. Um, yep. And so nature was always a big part of this. Uh, in, in learning how to be out there camping, not talking hotels, not talking about caravans and things, but tents and back roads and, and yeah, being out on the land. Um, and then, uh, and for me, nature was always alive. It was always active. There was, I was always speaking to the invisible beings there. Um, and then in, uh, when I was about nine, it was, it was always in third grade, that much I remember, third grade. So I think that that makes it nine years old about, but I was usually the youngest, so maybe eight, nine. And then I became uh, deathly ill with something very commonplace known as pneumonia, um, which uh, started to get better, but then it got a throwback and got worse. And my mother, my mother has told me the story, and I have some vague, some vague memories of this. Um, told me the story how how uh, that I was near death, and the doctor said, "There's you know not much. It's just have to wait and see." And I often wonder, like, what? Why wasn't I in the hospital? You know, why? What? But anyway, that's this is so. This is the 1960s. So who knows? Um, and she and her sitting by the bed and praying for me. I was raised in a charismatic Christian church um, and family and uh, praying for me. And it was after that that I started having dreams and the kind of dreams where you, 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 you see what's going to happen next or you have um, uh, a sense of, of what's going to take place because of what the dreams showed the night before. Um, and so it became the conversation for breakfast tables of, you know, dream life. And I say, blessedly, luckily, um, I was fortunate to have uh, parents that weren't adverse to discussing dreams. And so, you know, oh, my mother's side of the coin was, you know, it's a gift from God, so use it. And so the dream, dream life has been active my entire life. And would say that the spirit spoke, would speak to me through the dreams. Um, but I wouldn't even, I don't, yeah. I, I never got, I never started to train that up. But the, uh, all I did, what they were talking about, I remember growing up and hearing about 
what do you call it? Lucid dreaming. Yeah. I remember that being it being in high school and hearing about lucid dreaming is the big thing. And I was going, oh, well, I kind of do that already. But, you know, it was something that I didn't, it was not discussed. It was not advertised. Yeah. Um, and it was just my own little thing. And, um, and then did my, I wouldn't say, did the usual soul searching. What is it that, what's my soul's purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Where are the spirits? Who are the other spirits? I'm not fond of this, this uh, Judaic Christian God storyline. It's, it's very conflicting. Um, you know, do, do what you want to on Sundays. And then the rest of the week, you can just mess around and make a mess of things and then turn around and ask for forgiveness and praise Jesus and all this. Plus, plus then also the way that I was watching the church, um, the attitude, uh, the attitude of, um, we are greater than you. We know what's best. And the, the going into countries, into places, into people's lives, what we would call in the indigenous, and, and, and making a mess of things because they were you know the christians were right so this conflict coming up so a continual searching um reading occult we called it then back then the, i was into the occult uh into the esoteric uh into uh reading everything i could going to church on sundays and wednesdays um and trying things out and then and i had never heard of the word i wasn't i'd never heard of the word animism or animistic or anything like this never had never heard it until just before I actually moved to Finland and um, moved immigrated to Finland and uh, the, 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 the my uh, family was not very supportive of looking outwards and beyond anything from the church and you go out to nature that kind of line and uh, I was working with my own dreams. I was working with, I was trained in music therapy. So we were into the guided imagery therapy. So music and guided imagery. We had all this going on during the time while I was growing up. And, and that, and what do they call it? Creative imagery. Shakti Gawain, I remember. She was the big hot number um, for doing creative imagery type of things. and and uh trying to yeah i want to say trying to find my own way yeah and so here comes uh, a relationship and uh getting married and this was back in 83 84 85 and then making a move and immigrating to finland because my husband at the time uh, was a Finnish American and and his father was my voice teacher at the conservatory where I was studying for my music therapy degree and we uh, we came over to visit and 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 then I heard about the word animism and fell in love with Finland and because this is forest everywhere and and lakes and swamps and bogs and berries and mushrooms and some actually actual quiet and 
then uh and then i heard also the word uh shamanism and that was through uh i don't even know where i ran into it um and that was through the foundation for shamanic studies okay. so you could say my door into this world was through that because yeah. i heard this word and then before we, i moved to finland um i wrote a letter to i can't remember if i wrote it to the the united states office representative or something but about you know is there anybody in finland and then i was given uh, two names one was jonathan horowitz and the other one was hamo lapalainen and and so okay fine then moved to finland there's things to do here so nothing much to do on this point and realizing that um uh yeah, realizing or understanding i think is a better word understanding that um nature is probably the most important thing for me That's and right. and listening to nature commu communicating and and uh, and receiving messages and and i want to say taking so many of the things that i had when i was a child and really bringing it forth act actively so i got that's that and so uh, then came a moment when it was time to get my firstborn son off the breast my my breasts are my own my boobs are my own feeling and it's time and so maybe if i go away for a weekend you know then the final weaning will take place because he was already being weaned and but yeah. and so the time and so uh decided i found um uh, the the what was it? it was harner's book and it was translated into finnish and that i was in touch with hamo and sent a message there and you know maybe i wrote actually to jonathan when i interrupt myself here maybe i wrote to jonathan and asked about this but anyway um, like you needed to to have that weekend break anyway to get away and do something yeah to get that weekend break so and went off there and so here's jonathan it's a friday to sunday workshop and and friday uh i think that was the first time we made a journey was listening to the rattle you know jonathan was going around calling in the spirits and then he went around and rattled the circle to you know it's all together mm -hmm. and and i was just blown out of my mind i just thought this i understand i get chicken flesh now i this i understand now this it was like i'm home now i i'm i'm done with reading and looking this is it and so simple hey such a so simple when you so think simple. there's somebody there shaking a rattle and calling in spirit guides and elemental forces and directions or whatever it is and yeah. suddenly you're at home now, yeah. what is that that's extraordinary isn't it yeah. so simple so simple no books no no dogma no yeah. rules no no hierarchy no yeah just straight out and then we then he explained about making how to make a shamanic journey and and uh that that was so off we go to go meet our 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 back then it was called power animal power animal the first time and 
that still sits with me that whole because it was so kinesthetic the yes. experience it was so physical experience and meaning feeling how that 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 being entered inside of me and still is hanging around nice you know, still and this is you know 30 30 odd years ago mm-hmm. and and how so simple and thinking i'm not crazy anymore mm. I'm not crazy because I was thinking I, I was starting to get to the point. I'm going mad. I don't feel I don't feel where's my connection? Where's my way of the conduit? How do I work with this? What I feel is flowing through me, but yet there's no there's no support system. You can say a physical community or or, or and even also then, um, you know, family members, for instance, uh, and then also thinking about the spirit world and there's no, where's the, where, I need the support. I need to understand this more. And that was the doorway. And as soon as that doorway was entered into, uh, that's just been, that's just, yeah. I'm home. So, th- so this is, so it began with that connection to nature, hey, and your parents acknowledging that for you. And then mm-hmm. the pneumonia and then the dream world came in. And then it sort of, that that was sort of the, I, I like that you asked that question as well. Why am I here? What What's mine to do? You know, that's one of my, the most important questions I ask myself and always have done since I was a little girl. But it's that, it's like you're on that soul inquiry, hey, mm-hmm. to start to piece together your own existence. That you had some very strong experiences and and then the music and singing yeah yeah that is such a big part of the shamanic world hey is the singing poetry and i had a look at your website and there's a lot of your poetry there which is beautiful i have to say um and so that is yeah that's all so it's like such a simple part of this journey hey the song the voice the music the 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 poetry Mm. you know what would you say is your particular soul song or your soul purpose what do you feel is yours to bring to the world from all of this um that i have i was just pondering that a few months ago and uh that that kind of putting to all together, trying to find all the threads to pull together. And I would say that my sole purpose is to, to sing, to make, to make the, the Algustar, to make these shaman songs, to do healing work, to serve. That's my purpose. Beautiful. That's really clear. And for a lot of people, it's very difficult to be able to say what one's purpose is. And that's very time for people. Yes. um, Time. And we're talking years. Yes. Not an automatic one weekend, one offer. And then it's sticking with something and then practicing and and working with it and deepening into it and and listening and going back and forth this dialogue that happens between you could say nature or the spirits of nature um the spirits and and then and working with that and applying it 
as best as you can and following the little red threads that move along and go along. And, and it takes time. And this is something that I find um, is be, seem, it seems to be more difficult for people nowadays. So what do you, do you feel that the life story, people's life story is a really valid part of this experience of finding yourself? What, how do you engage with that? Yeah, life story, well, I, everyone has a story. Yes. Everyone has a story and everybody's story is interesting. It's, yeah. They're all interesting. People who come walk, you know, walk through, the, walk through my doors or if I go to their, wherever they are um, and listening to their stories, they're all interesting. You can always find something inside there that says that that speaks of they're trying to figure out. They're trying to listen and trying to stay on a, a I say a path, a general path. Uh, uh, and 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 then but then there's all these other bits that come in and what is it bump them off, you know, environmental things, family things ancestral things it could be in relationships and work there's so many things that boom boom knock people along and 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 it's always you know can they go can they turn around and i would say pick up your skirt and keep walking uh-huh. nice, i like that <laughs> pick up your skirt pick up your drawers pick up your skirt keep just and just keep walking and then not yeah so what do you offer in, in your work today? What What's your main offering? Um, main offering, ooh. Um, I would say he, healing, healing, uh, shamanic healing sessions uh, and ceremony, mm. especially uh, fire ceremony and working with the ancestors uh, and death, with working especially with death, love death. Mm. Um, and and that whole that transition and um and then also working with this uh, the how to say letting and teaching people about the song and letting the song to flow through and how to work with that in an active way because i think that that um in many cultures we're still a lot of folks still just touching on like the surface part when, when, and the surface part about song, uh, and, and it's to return back to, you know, if we're really going to cast a spell, if we're really going to do magic, if we're really going to do shamanic healing, you need to be singing it. It's not just some, something that's mumbled or, or we say in Finnish, murmise, it's kind of like, shap, 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 shap. no, it's not that it's singing it. And, and the, and it's not a ready text. It is a text that is is brought in from the spirits, and also from the, you know, from the earth, from the stars, from the spirits, and then you open your mouth and you and that takes. Some people have a natural inclination, and some people need to do work with it. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Those are my passions. Yeah, no, I I love that you're talking about this because I I I remember it was such a long time ago now, but I still remember the time where I was working with somebody and we were in a workshop setting, and suddenly, I find myself singing some very strange words. It felt like a, another language, but it felt like the most natural and just 
beautiful thing that was happening. And I felt so happy in that place. And so kind of, oh, I could just rest into mm. what was going on. And it wasn't really anything to do with me, but as if my body was being used and my vocal cords were being used in yeah. a way that I, I just could not, I just couldn't even figure out what was happening really until afterwards. It's like, oh, right, that's what it, oh, right, that's what it is. Oh, that's okay. That's right. Use me as as you will, you know. And um, and it was it was a very powerful experience, and also a very humbling experience as well to know mm -hmm. that you could be worked through in this way, and mm -hmm. that 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 was uh, as much an offering as anything else, you yeah. know. Be with that, and just to allow it to come, just to allow it to come, and yeah, not restrict, so. not limit, not hold it back, not think about it. Hey. Yeah. I think that, that, you know, and when you know, speak of your experience that you remember that you can sometimes remember exactly that, the feeling that you have inside your body and that I want to say the liminal space, this betwixt between space yes. where the song comes through. And then how is it to then, you know, to get your ego out of the way? And, and that's that that's one of the things with time is to understand that's my ego, the me, myself, and I, the one who wants to show off maybe perhaps, or wants to impress or, or this kind of thing with the, the person who's, you know, in care or with the ceremony or the community or whatever. And then what is actually from spirit Yes. or spirits Absolutely. or one of your helpers, you know, singing through you, for instance. And then also the same thing applies is remembering what happens. And sometimes what I hear you, you had an experience where it was a language you didn't understand. Mm. So I would call that like um, spirit language. Right. Oh, yeah. You felt like that. Yeah. yeah. And then and then the other and then so there's spirit language, the spirits understand it. And that's enough. And maybe it's an old language. Who knows? I mean, we could talk about Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Yeah. Um, mm. And and the, the and then the other one is when you're using your own language whether it's English or it's Finnish or it's Swedish or it's German or whatever. And, and using that language to, to, to sing. And there seems, there seems to be certain types of styles and contents of that type of singing. Mm -hmm. And, and so how to one, you know, to remember because you're doing shamanic healing work. Yes. And, and so it's not a like a channeling type of thing where you just let it come through and you have no idea what happened to yourself afterwards. Um, and then does the song stay with you? Uh, uh, and it's one of the, and does the song, how we say it live? And that's why I was talking about magic, you know, talking about spells. Yes. And um, just to throw on you is when I was in Tuva, uh, this was the thing that came home for me because when I started off with the, I could say the, the basics with, with Jonathan and with Hamo and, uh, the, and learning how to journey and learning some of the, you could say some of the classical techniques in, you could say core shamanic training. Mm -hmm. And then because of Hamo's death, no, that's another story. Um, going off to Tuva and being there for a couple years, um, and uh, the initiation there. The first thing that happened when I arrived was they took me to the shamanic center 
healing center where they had just started to do this now where different shamans from the countryside came there into the one house and they were offering services like a health center and they said oh they just said go into the room there and now you know you can assist or you do and we'll send you people it's like oh you know there's no bed there's no well there's a bed there but you wouldn't like what's the old iron bed you know squeaky bouncy but you know they've got people sitting on top of that and chairs and there's a desk and there's no the floor is kind of well i'm not going to really you know how what what do i want to do and the and hearing the songs come out and i thought this is not now i'm home once more again now it's boom deepen in clunk down in into the ground more rooted that now it's doing exactly what i wanted to do ever since i learned how to journey was to to be able to move a bit drum and sing at the same time sure, sure. that 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 was that was a big turning point in my own i guess in my own in my own work so the work this the healing so in finnish rune songs and you find also in tuvan algustar and this is when i teach about the tuvan uh tuvan and finnish rune song it's like a workshop and go into this um in depth and there is a commonality and that is when the healer the shaman the tietaya the the bather the one who's doing the healing work when they start to sing their song um, in part of their song you will find them calling out to all their helpers yeah and and in so many different types of ways so you know when we think about um what's that word you goes uh like in metaphor and you know so you're not naming exactly who it is but you're describing them instead and and so they're naming their powers where they get their power from where they're naming their 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 helpers and then comes in the announcement of i am the powerful shaman i am the one who can call down the sky who can sing up from the swamp can put them into the swamp i am the one and and so this ownership of their power and their status and i would say yeah status hmm, i guess that might be the word um and the ownership of this and this is very foreign for many people to say that because we're supposed to be humble but here's the thing is you know when they put down their shaman's drum and they put down their you know take off their belt they take off their coat they take off their headdress you know when we do that we come back to being a normal ordinary person and this is and 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 in part that's where the humbleness is is needed to be but when you they lift up their drum in tuva uh, and they sing out these songs the evidence is very strong that they're not saying oh sometimes and sometimes they do get into uh you know oh i'm such a small person who you know because but it has to do in the whole song when you read the whole song and this is when you mentioned about you know we're not supposed to call ourselves a healer or this type of thing and that comes up really strong for me that, that there, are, there are times when we do need to say i am nice. and then also there's that thing too of what do other people call you 
do people say, oh, you know, I'm going to go to Carolyn, the, uh, the what, what, what would we say, to the soul healer. Okay, so, you know, you're already getting your title. No, maybe that's what it is. Or, oh, we're going to go, she, she's a shaman. Okay, what's the community say? What do they call you? Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily your, you could say your really local community, but on a wider scale. You know, word of mouth comes in. You need to go see Christiana, she's a shaman. You need to go see this person because they're a shaman. Mm -hmm. now, and, then, and then we get into the, I'm a shamanic practitioner, because we get into the, uh, um, we start to dice up and slice up this whole conversation of shamanic practitioner and shaman. Mm. But I think to be a shaman, there has to be certain characteristics there. Yeah. And, and to be called a healer, a tieteya, um, or whether you're an, what we say, urti furti, an herb person, you know, an herb healer, you know, who goes behind the sauna and mixes up the special batch of concoction that you need to drink you know and they're talking to the plants they're talking to all those beings there and they're you know they're saying who they are because the spirits like to know this is who i am i am the maple tree <laughs> that's the thing isn't it you're letting the spirits know who you yeah, are exactly not proclaiming it to the world you're just letting the spirits hear so what do you what is the importance of ceremony and ritual to you when we, when we hold these healing ceremonies or group rituals you know what what is mm -hmm. it that is vital today um ceremonies and rituals oh that gets into this you know so what's a what what is a ritual what is a ceremony i'm not gonna start to chop onions with this one um uh, this is uh, rituals and ceremonies are necessary for keeping the world alive for keeping the places and the plants and the species, everybody and us human beings also to keep us alive. And it's a way of sending out um, our vibrate. I want to say our vibrations, but I'm talking about like our song, our verse, our drumming, our dancing, the feet moving, clapping, whatever instrument using back out nature. And so it's that dialogue. Ceremonies are important to me to, to, for honoring, remembering, giving thanks. Uh, ceremonies, when I do, I do healing, I do healing ceremonies. Um, and so this means that there might be some preparation that's needed. It's not, uh, it's usually three hours, maybe. Sometimes it needs to be an overnighter. Uh, it depends on what what is it's all in very individual and ceremonies are to bring people let's take a you know it's a person um to take a person and and bring them into a world within a world within a world within a world so that they almost you could say disappear from this ordinary reality as it's you know people like to call it um, to disappear from there so that they almost forget themselves and it's like peeling away. And then it's building them back up again. Nice, yeah. And for me, that's a that's like a ceremony. Mm, beautiful, yeah. So, you know, you, 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 
you offer these in your do you offer these from home or do you have particular places that you work or, or visit i like working from home because i've got all my gear here yeah i've got my friends okay yeah they're in the back there's one there and then there's another one here what are we looking at because this we're is looking at two big remember. we're looking at two grizzly bears oh, wow. oh amazing <laughs> yeah and um um you know the, the full skin nice. um, and the you know i have my tools here and then i also have nature right out here out the door mm. so it's easy to put people out if need be or or do things inside here same with fire yeah um, with fire and then also go where people some people ask and call and i say okay i'll come to your place sure okay so, and yeah so it, it's it's a call ask and let's see yeah sure yeah you know, one of the, one of the things that i'm very curious about in this day and age i live in a little town called hastings little seaside town mm. um and i obviously i'm going to see like like most seaside towns or any city town in the UK, wherever we are, there's going to be some dysfunction. There's going to be um, a, a big need for a change in the in the psychic world of of the soul within towns, cities, anywhere. Um, but to bring shamanism into the field, quite often can you know people go well? What's that? I don't really understand it. I'm scared of it or something a bit weird there you know there's all sorts of connotations about what yeah, 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 yeah. working with spirits you know banging drums rattles all this kind of stuff so and I ask this question of everybody because if it doesn't work in today's society or if it doesn't if we can't sort of find a way of of helping it to be more identified here and to sort of adapt it to our cultures so that it is useful you know, where do we go with that? How do we allow this work to really infiltrate into today's society, which is pretty fractured, hey, on many? Yeah, we were just talking that with my husband today. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 oh, no, I can't remember the word we were using in Finnish um, or English. Uh, yeah, fractured. I agree with you. Yeah. People are desperate. That's the word, desperate. Do you think they have to be sometimes. desperate? Do they have to become desperate in order to reach out to something spiritual or shamanic? For those who really, who, who, who want healing, I would say that when they walk through, the, they're, they're desperate. They're, they're really tired. They're, they're, they've tried other things. Oftentimes I get, you know, they've tried other, uh, other, um, you could say other therapies or other ways or 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 just something just keeps hanging around and it's not going away and so the shamanic healer or the shamanic practitioner the shaman um uh in finnish uh is is then that's the person they would go to they're the last person you know you're my, you're my last hope so to speak sometimes that sometimes it feels like that that's the way it is um i let's see uh, I strongly, I strongly feel that there is 
we we need to get back to an animistic view of the world we desperately need to remember that we are part of this and and part of this and we also have the ability to change the way we're going right now and the way my personal life is going right now and and you know it's like if we can if one person can just make a slight adjustment you know then that might full that might pull into then the the next person and the next person and so it it's not an overnight it's not it's not an overnight thing it's just like one small step at a time and um sometimes i feel like uh, that there's just not enough time in my own life to effect that change and to have people to remember that you know everything it's not it's not some sort of uh, far out uh, woozy oozy hoo-ha concept or idea it's not about higher vibrations we need all the vibrations from low to high what we what we do need though is for our awareness to wake up and to remember yeah and i get that that and i think shamanic journeying and and working with ceremony working with um small rituals working with you know you know choose one element and just keep working with it you know and and as you deepen as you deepen it's going to thread out it's going to touch other parts you know like what's that favorite word that everybody's using right now mycelium i think it is mycelium did i say that right you know the mushroomina you know it's kind of getting overused now um <laughs> and but the way the way the 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 roots go out you know i'm just thinking i was what i was experiencing today out in the garden you know they how they touch each other and they intertwine each other and they communicate with each other and they're relying i should say we have our network set up we know how to survive and we take care of each other and I am going to take over this box. <laughs> and so how then how to how to work with that flow. And this is where I think the indigenous to go back to indigenous to thinking about indigenous people. So there there's a lot of, of bits there that we need to remember. Yes. You know, and so remembering your own roots. Um, you know, it depends on where you're from. How far do you need to go back? Ah, just look at the place where you're living. Mm. Make your roots there, even if it's in Hastings. You know, there's probably a tree out there that you can just keep looking at every day. You go out and look at that tree, you know, at noon, and you'll see how the tree lives and who comes in and who who is who is living in the tree and who is not living in the tree and who avoids the tree and who 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 sits by the you, you learn so much just with one tree absolutely yeah yeah we have a beautiful copper beach here the oh of wow and it's just oh it's just such an amazing being it's just so beautiful mm. and i totally get what you're saying about it in fact all the trees i mean we are very hey. yeah but it, it's um yeah, it's so important to observe nature and to be connected mm. to nature and reconnect to nature, hey, which mm. so many people have lost, sadly, and maybe aren't encouraged. So finding anything that's going to help encourage people to reconnect is going to yeah. be a value, hey. So I think 
you know, opening the doors and saying, you know, I do, I do shamanic healing. And people here in, here in Finland also have the same reaction of, you know, like, well, what is that really? Is that, oh, that has to do with Satan or what? Or, or, you know, that's, oh, that's so boring to hear that one every, you know, every now and again, or that, that, uh, it's not, it's too, what is it? Ah, uh, then now, now the latest thing, you know, cultural appropriation comes up about, about that, about, am I, am I, who, who am I taking from? Whose culture, where's this come? This is not real when they talk about, and, um, but I think that there's, <laughs> I think there's something that people are forgetting is when you've opened up that door, then you need to step in and you need to work with it because it will take you back to your roots. Mm. That's, yeah. That's... It'll take you back to your roots. It'll take you back to the place where, you know, where you're living. Can you sit, can you map out? Can you, do you know the song lines to borrow that term? Do you know of your area that you live? Mm. Who lives in that area? What beans are there? And do you know all this? And even if you're in the middle of London or in the middle of Helsinki for that matter, and so there's a, and knowing, you know, who's living where and understanding that and how to communicate when they're alive, when they're more active, when they're more asleep, when they're, when they've left, who needs, you know, taking care of the, the place where you are. It's really simple. Really, shamanism is really simple. It is, but, isn't it? That's, that's the beauty in it, I think. What do you think about the idea about, I mean, people use the word shamanism and thinking about you know the ism part and sometimes i think that we need to we need to find a different word if that if i'm on this type of path and i do shamanic journeying for instance i work as a shaman i'm i work as a shaman um and then teaching other people how to do shamanic journeying to help them on their you could say their spiritual path to find find their way you know to get them started and and some go deeper and some don't and so you know am i am i an animist am i a, a shamanist what <laughs> doesn't you know so there's some of these words am i a nature lover am i just you know a human being well i agree with that one um so it's what to do we and do we have to have a label on what we do mm. There are a lot of labels and there are a lot of people using the word shamanism. What mm. Nicholas Fries talked about in his podcast was, um, uh, you know, it's a very sexy word these days because there's a lot of new age stuff comes in and people using it for things that aren't really appropriate for to be using it for. And Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> one, one is... Um... I think it's important for for folk to uh, learn, relearn, remember, dig up, do some good old good old fashioned research, and find out. You know what were the words? What were the titles given to these people who were who were you know masters and mistresses? You know the ones who could who knew all about plants. Yeah, or the one who was the one who was doing the the singing uh, after somebody dies. You know, the keeners. We have itget here in Finland. Um, the one who was uh, so you know in Tuvan we have ham, and and that's the title for the shaman. 
and it can be male or female, and they use the word hum. And uh, some people say hum not, but it's not. It's just hum. And then there's some other little side titles that can be used, which usually have to do with where their power comes from, and meaning is it from the mountains, it's from a certain physical area, geographical area, or, and then they, and you know, are they older? You know, then they get, you know, like a grandma name with that. And then, so what's the local words used? And then how do we, and sometimes I wanna say that those are the titles that are used for those people who, who do this. And then, uh, do this this work this healing work and then people who are who are practicing but they're not doing healing work yeah they're doing stuff for their for themselves for their local area they're they're not they're not having people come to them i want to say that and doing ceremony or having doing healing work like that um they're exploring their own path yeah. uh, then, then to say that they're a shamanic practitioner, I think is quite a good way to describe it, to describe that process. Um, husband says he's a, what is it, a spiritual seeker. Um, and then uh, I sometimes, you know, every, every culture has their own, own words for these. And we need to remember those and learn them and quit blanketing everything as, you know, it's shaman or shamanism. It's too, we're taking an easy way out. It's like looking at all the Native American, uh, the, the, the people who lived on Turtle Island. And, you know, it all should go down in Central America or down into South America. Or you could, we could go to the British Isles also. Who are the original peoples living there? There are hundreds of them who, you know, and the, the name of their 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 people their you know the people or the people of the waters or of a place they have their own so we need to learn all those and not just keep using blanket terms and thinking about what was the funny shamanic reiki um shamanic sex that's a new one here that's a yeah anyway <laughs> sorry i gotta get there yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? I, mean, I, I do a whole podcast on that one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I totally get what you're saying because because ultimately, just working with shamanism, working with the spirit world thing. Yeah, working with the spirit world, and I, mean, I think that this is back getting back to back to where we used to be. Yeah, and and what you're saying about all those other crafts that people had mm. need to be honoured because they were yep. just as important. They weren't less important. Yeah, exactly. They were just that's they those were their gifts. You know, yes. I know people who were just, they work with dreams. And yes. so that, what's the name of that type of person who works with those dreams? You know, they're, they're a dream worker, if you want to yes. say, or yes. you could think of maybe something else for that, for that matter. Um, and uh, dream, there's dream workers, there's the herb persons, the ones who know about plants, the ones who know about bone setting, or, you know, you could say physical type of manipulation. I would say osteopathy, or, you know, there's all these different ways of doing healing work. Yes. So, yeah. and, and some of them actually do involve connection with the spirit world. But if they don't have the ability to go into trance with the spirit world, that's not shamanism, hey? That's not shamanism, no. And how many are out there speaking from somebody else who, someone who's out there, 
who's speaking through them and they don't remember what they said. Ah, okay. Yeah. And, and they don't remember what, I don't remember what I said, but somebody was there probably who was writing everything down or then the person, the people who are listening, they heard it, but they don't themselves remember. And I say, that is not shamanism. That's mediumship, hey? That's mediumship. That's a, that's a whole other thing. Which is just as important. And yeah, so being an oracle. Hmm, this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And nice. so being an oracle, thinking about when I'm um, working through uh, side um, and the, the and singing, and sometimes it is oracle work. It's just straight out oracle. Even when doing, when drumming and singing and doing a sh shamanic ceremony, it can come up as being, there's oracle work coming in there. So it's how then to bring that forth. But those needs to be recognized. They're doing oracle work. They're in nice. their contact with the spirit helpers. And so it's not, and I think we get into this part where we start to nitpick and beat up and beat down. And because we're all trying to, all trying to be do healing work. And I'm thinking, God, we don't, ugh, I got myself in real trouble because I wrote this up one time out there on the wonderful social media. And I said, we don't need any more healers. We need people to stick with what they've received from the heal healers and do the work that's necessary. Do the work and not trying to hang up a plaque out there and everybody, you know, I'm going to become a shaman. I'm going to become, uh, uh, what is it, a healer. I'm going to become this. I'm going to become that. We just need ordinary folks to make the connections. And isn't there something about, you know, like to, to say that we're healers mm. is actually, it, it's not us that's doing the healing. We're just there to help the spirit, to allow the spirits to come through to do the mm. healing. Or, to, yeah. or even to allow the person or the group or the, the community to, to go through a healing journey themselves. And we're simply holding a space for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and sharing our experience, um, working with our own strengths and and just just allowing is something about just allowing the work to be done. So as soon as we call ourselves a healer, it's a little grandiose and it's a little saying, you know, that you know, I am the one kind of thing. And and I, I veer away from that, you know, completely. You know, I want I'm I see myself as yeah, I'm a soul worker because I'm utterly fascinated with the soul. And the soul of the individual soul of humanity and how I can work with that. So when you think about the soul, tell me, what do you think of? Um, how I was trained up, have the, uh, in part, the, have the, uh, what I've learned, uh, through, you could say, this core shamanism, yeah? And so that's where, that was like the, the, the seeding ground. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and about how power or the, this energy can leave, mm -hmm. yeah? So the soul can leave. Um, uh, start breaking this down and getting into very nitty gritty details. I'm gonna try and stick to the point. <laughs> that's how I see the soul is the soul is of many parts mm. and the soul is of many parts and it's all bundled up together and it sits there in the middle and then we have um and so 
I have my own soul, you have your own soul, everybody has their own. And then there is a, and this gets into a little bit of the, the Tuvan concept. Um, and so this soul uh, can be affected from the outside and whether it's environmental, whether it's um, you know people, you know from people to places, to events, to food, to drugs, to whatever. So from outside, and then um, there are things also then that how we we then interact with those outside bits. So do we go ahead and give away our power? Um, do we do, do, or, you know, try and suck it in, you know, suck in somebody else's soul, you know, that happens a lot nowadays, both happen continually with work, with families, events, uh, plant medicine, just, and I mean, hallucinogenic medicine, let's, let's be specific in there. Oh, another subject. Um, <laughs> so just <laughs> another subject. Um, so is, um, and so, and then, so the soul is here and how I was taught was here is this person there in the center. And then around that person are, I wouldn't, it's not layers. I have a very specific image in mind, but is, is that there's like circles or rings. Mm -hmm. So, and so you start to go out to the immediate family. So it could be me, and then it's my, who would be my immediate family? Well, it's my husband. He, he and I live together. So he would be in the next. Then it's the, the um, could be my children, you know, being next, or my nearest relatives, you know, who have some sort of that interaction. Um, we have the village where I'm living. Mm -hmm. We have the region where I'm living. We have the state where I'm living, the country where I'm living, you know, wider and wider and wider. Right. And so, so... Um, and there's there's specific ways of working within all those and the the and so when a hole comes in then you know and it could be where you know <laughs> we have plenty of holes out on the state side and the countryside yeah or in the you know the state I'm living in Finland and there are things that affect my soul for sure um and 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 you know for for better or for worse or for growth or destruction or or expression and then you come in closer so what's happening on the village side what's happening on the family side what's happening you know as we get closer in and to look for those holes so soul can 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 leak mm -hmm. and so that power can go out and all these other things can come in and it's not a question about protecting oneself. The soul doesn't, the soul does not need to be protected. This is where I differ a little bit from a lot of people. Because what I was taught was we don't need to do protection. What we need to do is, is to thank and bless and be aware of. Mm. And yeah, we need to be alert. You know, every time I see my, see, see some of my helpers, my spirit helpers, in real life, yeah, they're usually, and it's usually it has to do with bird, with some of the birds. They show up and look like okay, it's not a warning, 
You know, it's not a, a warning like, you are the bringer of death. When we think about ravens, for instance, you know, the black bird. Ooh. Um, it's more of, ah, hmm, what was I just thinking about? What's coming up? Something's coming up, coming in. So I need to just be more present. Yeah, maybe calling my helpers a little bit, not to protect myself, but to gather my power in. And that's part of keeping care of the soul. Mm, nice. And, and the, and then, you know, and then souls and then all these things like, um, I'm just thinking now about someone who just contacted me over the weekend. They are, they have um, intrusions. They have, they're being onslaughted, onslaughted, is that the right word? They're being attacked. They feel like entities or somebody's coming in and attacking them. They feel vulnerable. They feel like their soul's being picked at, you know, like, a, you know, they're a carcass. And, and so how then is to go look at, at, look at them and then look at, so where is it happening? And then it's not just this, this physical realm. It's also in the spirit world realm. So then you have to add in also the ancestors and the descendants all these beings have to be brought into this whole big package of you know here's the soul so how important is it that people find their soul purpose i think it's <laughs> i don't know how i can answer that one because part one answer that pops up for me is this People don't have to find their sole purpose. Okay. And then another answer comes in, but yes, they do need to find to find their sole purpose. And maybe their sole purpose is just to be a really good um, mother and raise their children well and 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 do what we would you know what people like to classify as ordinary things, but nothing's ordinary. That's just a label. You know, if somebody, you know, so just, I want to say live normal life to take care of, to be, to be the person that people can stop by and, you know, have a cup of coffee. We all do healing, healing work in many different ways. And we don't need to have a, a, a thing out on the window sill that says, you know, healer out there. The neighbor can be a healer in their own way. Just because they're they're nice and they're kind and they're generous and they're giving, you know, and I think that that's the sole purpose. Nice, yeah. I I often think of like the sole purpose being more of a quality, a quality that we hold, and mm. then we have a container for that, or a, a medium for that in which to deliver that quality. So if you're, um, yeah, so say you're a, a mother, you know, which we have both been. Yeah. Or, um, oh. you know, yes, there is a particular quality I have. My children would probably say patience was my quality that I'm, I was always very patient with them. And, um, you know, and and then so the, the container then is motherhood, but the quality within that is patience. So that's mm -hmm. one example. But there are many, many different kinds of um, examples that we could possibly find. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the, that then I would say that's like maybe like a, a gift that you have the gift of patience, and and so then how do you use that gift of yours? Exactly. Yes. And and so and and so patience and so you have used it to the best of your ability. 
without even knowing that you have patience. I'm going to say, you know, this little label on your forehead that says patience, quality, um, and you've used it to your best ability with, with your children, with raising them up. You've used it with, you know, your spouse, with your, your, with other people, because that's a gift that you have. Yes. Lucky you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's always there, but I, I, I just happened to have a conversation with my my eldest daughter a few well, it's a month or so ago, but she said, "Oh, you were always so patient." So I've sort of held on to that a little bit and said, "Oh, okay." My daughter yeah. left, I was always hang so on to it, hang yeah. on to it, yeah, hang on to it. All those little bits that they give us, hang on. <laughs> I was quite delighted oh, to hear wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so uh, this is really. Sorry, go on. Let's say that again. No, just to hear, just to hear you know, my younger son say that he's he's really he, he when he, we last saw each other he's so amazed that 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 i i speak my mind ah. and then i'm and but then i'm not mean okay okay yeah, and i speak my mind and he really likes that he admires that so you know isn't it great to hear from our children what they see in it us aren't nice. they great teachers for us isn't yeah their confirmation like oh, okay i haven't been a total wicked wicked witch <laughs> Which nothing wrong with being a witch, but it's the wicked part. <laughs> oh, mother's guilty. Mother's guilty. Oh, big, big oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah. Boy! Oh boy! Boy! Yeah. So is that part? Of that is that part of my soul? Yes, it is, because mm-hmm. something or other inside of me is, you could say, attached to that. Probably related to other other souls around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, the. The soul, yeah, the soul is, is me. Yeah, yeah. And, and bits get chewed off and spit out and, and given away. And the point of life, I suppose, is to slowly gather them all together. And that hopefully by the time we leave this world, when I die, I mean, maybe I'll have most of my bits together. You know, so that I can, you know, and not have regrets. Not to have regrets. Yeah. Isn't that something, hey? Yeah, no regrets. No regrets. What I was here to do. And and regrets (laughs) mean responsibility too. It's not no regrets. I don't regret anything I've done, you know, even though I fucked around and did this and that and whatever. You know, it's just... It's doing our own personal work, hey? Yeah. Kind of one of the most important parts of this. I think that's where shamanic, I mean, the shamanic journey or the work with the spirits helps. But this is, and this is another stickler, uh, stickler. Um, this is another point too, that um, I'm going to say it out loud. Yep. Shamans in traditional, I'm going to speak in Tuva and the ones that I have met along the road um, is um, don't work with themselves. Okay. They don't make journeys for themselves. Right. They don't go out and drum to to places for themselves. Right. They are always doing ceremony and service for others. Yeah. 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 And that's the difference. Yeah. That between that's a really that's the that's the difference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that that conversation happened when um, uh, when I was in Tuva and there were some Westerners there, uh, and speaking to one shaman 
uh, one hum there and and so a guy said well so you know how often do you do when once they understood the conversations about western shamanism because this was a group from the european foundation for shamanic studies and i was long to be a cultural uh translator i wouldn't say a cultural translator um and somebody raised that you know so how often do you do work for yourself and and contact this your spirit helpers mm -hmm. for yourself and it took a while for this shaman to understand so we had some translations and my, my adding in the cultural bits and explaining the differences you know between their shamanism and the tuvan shamanism mm -hmm. and the answer then straight out was well that's we don't do that that's mm -hmm. that's your thing that's so interesting christiana yeah. I, I you know i my drum is always here in its bag sitting next to me mm. it's my constant companion in that sense but it only comes out if i'm working with others yeah, 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 yeah. at any other time yeah. i don't sit here and drum for myself and i i didn't know that that's tuva stuff hey eh? but yeah. i didn't, and tuva is the one place i i just hunger to go visit i would just love to I'm out there you know I've got a real there's a calling there but I just sort of think oh, I can't do it now but you know it's 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 that's so interesting for me to hear because people say to me well why don't you ask you know go and get your drum out and, uh, and do a journey on it it's like if I've got a problem with something <laughs> it just it's like no that's I can't it's just not it doesn't feel right so yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. thank you yeah yeah hey used to say hey used to say because because I asked him one time, I said, well, you know, do you want to go make a, do you want to make a journey on about it? And he looks at me and goes, there are times to make a journey and there are times when it's just to use your own head. <laughs> I like that. I was like, yep. Okay. Got it. <laughs> and that doesn't mean, you know, so because I will often hold a journey for others and things will, will be activated in those moments for myself. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, and, I, and I take that on board and say, well, thank you. Yeah, I received something in that moment. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not done for myself. So, yeah. Yeah. so then how to communicate. If you get an answer from, you're doing work with someone else and you get a, an answer and, and during the, the drumming or the, the, the journey and you get an answer for that person and then also you get some bits that are, you could say, more personal you know, maybe it's how the spirits relate to you or maybe yes. where you've traveled to or who's coming to embody mm. is then is. And this is where the time and experience comes in is yeah. how does that person then differentiate? This belongs to the healing session. This little bit, though, that seems to be belonging to mine. Or is this and do I need to communicate this to to the person? Right. And so leaving out your own stuff about, oh, and then I got this amazing sensation with my helper and, and, and we did this and that happened and da, da, da. What does that have to do with the ceremony that you just held for this person? Right. So it's yeah. when to, you know, keep the mouth shut. And absolutely. The, no, yeah. that's really good stuff. Oh, this has been such a rich conversation. We went around everywhere, didn't we? We went all over the place, and 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 we we focused mostly on well, pretty much all the whole time on shamanism. So there's one question I want to ask you before we complete today, and it's it's again, it is about shamanism, but also about spiritual teachings, and it's about women and mm -hmm. shamanism and leadership and holding space. That how important are we? Because 
where I am, I see it's a lot of male figures, you know, holding workshop spaces. There's more attraction to male leaders in, in some ways. I'm not saying in all ways, but it, there has been a lot of that. What is it that we need to do today as women to step forward and be seen, be heard, and share our particular gifts and purpose? Uh, I'm do I'm going into immediate comparison, and I have noticed that um, if we have male sham, sham, shaman like or something, yeah, shaman like um, healers here in Finland, they usually do get a lot more press. Oftentimes, I have to say though that in Finland we have a lot of female. Mm -hmm. ones who are who are who are uh doing healing work um and and doing shamanic healing work i think there's it, it's quite um but how and then thinking about traveling when i've been in in europe and in england and north america thinking about tuva is You can open the book and you can rewrite the book in the spirit world and it start looking to, for the looking for the blank pages and rewriting it and 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 keep I, I sometimes I think that this is a feel I think it's more of a feeling um because we've got to stick to stick to our work stick with the nature trust word of mouth trust word of mouth and then speak up when we start to see that maybe some healing center for instance is being overrun in their board of directors by men uh, speaking up or coming out more of, well, uh, and hold, I want to say holding ceremony to, that includes men, that I think that that's the gap. The men are getting into the power or into the places of being up there at the top. And, and they're the ones that are seen and heard and everybody you know focuses on them uh and who's who's there in the background is usually it's the women are which is interesting because then we come into a lot of a lot of tuvan sami uh peoples i'm thinking about uh peoples i know in in north america where the women are the ones in the background running the show in many ways mm. you know the life carriers and, and the men are sent out to be the visible ones. But the thing is, is when the men do things differently than what the women have asked for uh -huh. and are asking the men to step back, you know, we don't, you don't, you can't have that job anymore. You're not, you're not working according to the, the worldview or the work, you know, with generosity and with giving and nurturing. You're working with something totally else. The thing is that the men don't back off. 
Mm. And so they're not honoring the women and the life givers. Ah, oh, that's so interesting. They're not honoring the women and the life givers. And, and, and now, you know, and this comes in with this, the whole, the gender question and, but the, the, but thinking the ones who actually give birth and that's how life gets continued. And so there's that, that specific type of honoring. And then, and then we go and that floods over into all the other honoring of all the genders, of all the choices that people and all the expressions that are available. But if the men do not honor and listen and back off when the women say, hey, you know what? You're really not doing your job. And we've probably all had experience of that somewhere. Oh, very much so. Yeah, from, yeah. from when we were kids in the school. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez, well, they're being talked over sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, look at the, the, they talk to the men. Ooh, I went through a divorce in the social work. They were talking to the to my husband, my soon-to-be ex-husband, to him all the time. And I was looking, who am I? Where, whoa, whoa, I'm sitting here. <laughs> it has happened, and, and it can change. And, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So there's, there's the big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, this has been really rich. Thank you so much, Christiana. You know, and you, I'm gonna I want you to send me any details that you've got on your work, your workshops, your um your website where people can find out more about you, your right. social media. And I'll put them all down here in the little box and um you can uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put them, in, put them in the little box thank you in the little box below this yeah. this podcast and yeah, thank you people can find you and see where you're acting over there in finland and uh, the finland, yeah. work that you're doing there and welcome come to finland oh i would I, I, yeah i would love to i would absolutely love to do that who knows sense. maybe that could happen i did come to norway and i and there was a little invitation to come to finland and i was Sort of oh maybe maybe i think that i think it was not long after that we had lockdown so um, yeah 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 there we go i'm going to end here and um yeah thank you forward to being in touch more bye yeah. bye thank you thank you so much for listening right to the end i hope you enjoyed that podcast and remember you can be in touch with myself or this speaker my website is middleearthmedicine.com. We have a wonderful membership platform that you can join for just £5 a month. And we have lots of recordings and interesting information that we can share with you there, plus meeting online with regular groups. You can also find the details of our speaker in the box below with their links, their websites, and a little bit of information about them. Thank you for joining me and being part of this Middle Earth Medicine community. I hope you'll listen to our next show. Please follow, share, like, whatever you can do to help this community to grow. We really appreciate you. Thank you.